I will call the uh, school committee meeting to order for our June 5th meeting. Uh, Dr. Knight, would you lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Well, we just completed our executive session, uh, and I would like to bring you up to date as to the reason we had the executive session tonight. And it's really uh, not an easy one for me. I've known Mr. Jokola for quite some time. I had him a student at Pittsburgh High School when he graduated from Pittsburgh High School, class of 84, and he's been a big part of our alumni association with his help as superintendent. And, uh, so tonight, uh, I bring the news that Mr. Jokler has accepted another job, and uh, he will be leaving us on July 7th. And uh, we've had quite a few talks, and. He knows how I feel about that, so I just wish Mr. Jokola well. Uh, at this time, school committee members and student reports, uh, school committee chair report. Uh, the mayor, uh, again, is uh, not able to be here. Um, uh, he will, should be back for our next meeting, hopefully. Resource Committee, uh, we met last week, and all we did, we went over the budget, which is going to be presented tonight. School building needs, uh, we had a wonderful presentation at Longo Middle School by the eighth graders for this Civic Day project, and uh, they just did an outstanding job in presenting on trying to get added space outside, and uh, I, I instructed Mr. Richardson, our uh, building maintenance director, to help them out and to look for that space. And I think uh, we will find some extra space so they'll have some recess space or space to go outside and enjoy a little fresh air once in a while. Policy subcommittee? Nothing to report. Student support? Nothing to report, sir. School personnel, uh, nothing at this time. Executive committee, uh, nothing. Student reps are in what we enjoy the most. Good evening, fellow school committee members. So many great things have happened the past couple of weeks, and we can't wait to share it with you all today. Firstly, we want to give both Fitchburg High and Goodrich seniors a huge congratulations on graduating this past Thursday and Friday. Upon graduation, seniors were also able to stroll through their old schools within the district and reconnect with their old teachers and staff. Although you will be missed, we are so proud of you all and can't wait to see where this new journey takes you. Next, the relays were held on Thursday, May 18th, in which the sophomores and seniors took a home for their class and won the race, along with Longjo and Rheingold winning their race in the further schools. 
May was Pacific Islander and Asian American Month as well. In celebration, the Asian American Club at Fitchburg High strolled through the halls with their cultural clothing and gear to show off their beautiful culture. It was amazing to see. Shout out to the freshmen taking MCAS this Tuesday and Wednesday. We hope you do great. And for the juniors and sophomores, there will be a late start and school will be starting at 10.30 a.m. On Friday, May 26th, Longshore sixth grade students attended a trip to the Flume George in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. This field trip was beautiful and a great experience for the kids. They got to enjoy a two-mile hike that led them with waterfalls through the George, across covered bridges, and through caves. 28th grade students from Longshore Memorial attended Civics Day on June 2nd at Clark University in Worcester. They presented action civics projects that incorporated the students' want in improving school safety, mental health, and more. They were able to put these projects together by doing interviews, survey, surveys, focus groups, and data collection. Following this, Fitchburg Public Schools held a new teacher mentor induction ceremony at the Fitchburg Art Museum on 24th of May. 48 new teachers from all schools around the district were in attendance and had a great time taking a moment to celebrate ed educators. Before ending off our speech, we'd like to speak on an issue that was brought up at one of the past meetings, the ROTC program. At one of the last meetings, a lady came to the stand and spoke about how the ROTC should not be a program provided at the school for students, and we felt it was an important subject to bring up and speak on today to explain why we disagree with this statement. For some who may not know, the ROTC is a group at Fitchburg High School that opens up opportunities for students of all ages to understand what the Army is, the activities you would have to partake in, and the benefits of the Army as a whole. We felt it was important to speak on this today because as people who have witnessed the program, we feel it is super crucial to have within schools. For students who are low income, don't want to pursue education, or generally have no idea what they want to do with their lives, the Army is such a great route for them, and they deserve the opportunities to broaden their idea of what it is and its importance. Thank you. Thank you. Questions, comments? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have an approval of the minutes of the previous school committee meeting of uh, May 5th, 2023. Um, so approved, but I think I just questioned one date, 20, I think you meant 24 instead of 23, May something. Uh, May 15th, 2023. Yeah. That would be. Go ahead. That's so moved to accept. Seconded by all in favor? Aye. Aye. Communications? Seeing none, public comments. Seeing none, public comments. Superintendent's report. Okay, thank you, Mr. Stevens. First off, tonight we have uh, Sally Cragen here to uh, talk about the students from Longstow and Memorial Middle School who recently received the Janet Cragen Awards at the Fishbowl Cultural Center. So, Sally, come on up. I'd like to introduce Jesse Olson, who is the director of the Fitchburg Cultural Alliance, and that is the building right outside the window on the corner. So, Jesse. Hello. Um, thank you for having us here today. We're here to present the winners of the Janet Cragen Youth Awards, and this was something the Fitchburg Cultural Alliance created several years ago to honor our founding member, Janet Cragen, who is an educator but also an advocate for the arts, especially with the youth. And each year, we reach out to the middle schools to celebrate students who have had achievement in visual arts, dance, theater, music, and a combination thereof. And 
we gathered a week and a half ago at Main Street Studios across the street where we honored and presented all of these students with certificates and had a nice little ice cream party and had a little display of their artwork as well. And we had a few performers and we have six of our honorees here tonight. All right, so we're gonna. Yeah, I, th I think um, uh, we're gonna say we're gonna say the names. Mr. Stevens, you have uh, the certificates. So when we call your name, Who's a very friendly person and has her certificate. <laughs> and um, before you do that, if you would like to say a few words at the microphone, that would be absolutely fine. And if you don't want to say a few words, that is absolutely <laughs> fine as well. Okay, so it's, it's up to you. Um, and I, I, I just, as Janet Cragen's um, daughter, I um, am so grateful that I get to see my mother's legacy continue with this new generation of middle schoolers. As we said at our gathering, um, the arts, we talk a lot about the creative economy and we do celebrate the arts and Fitchburg Public Schools has a real, real dedication to the arts. And I see our student representatives nodding and yeah, we do. But you know what? The world doesn't see it that way. The world does not give trophies to artists until you get to a very high level of accomplishment, but we do. We see how good these students are. We know from their teachers that you guys have been chosen from hundreds of students. And, and those students are really talented as well, but there was something extraordinary. So we really hope you, you, you hold the medal you received uh, a couple of weeks ago to your heart. And, and understand that your message, what you have to say to the world is critically important. Do not let anything get in the way of you sharing that message, of you sharing your art, your dance, your song, your drawings, your paintings, your sculpture, your cooking, whatever art form is yours. And I'm speaking to the grown-ups too. My mother always said, children are born singing. They are born artists. They are born making art. So it is our pleasure to be able to welcome our students. Um, before we say the names, I would like to acknowledge our teachers. Longshore Middle School, thank you, Sandra Robillard and Nat Blankenship. At Memorial Middle School, thank you, Emily Barrett, Nicole Karen, Jen Cannell, and Phelan Fournier. And at Sizer School, thank you, Jessica De Silva and Julie Tuttle. And I'm going to turn it back over to Jesse and read our first name. From sixth grade, we have but, William oh, Barnor. Uh, I would like to, would be my, uh, to read the citation from the mayor. Oh, yes, of course. Thank you. <laughs> it is uh, with my honor to be able to read the citation from His Honor, the Mayor of Fitchburg. Uh, the City of Fitchburg, Massachusetts official citation, be it hereby known to all that the City of Fitchburg, Massachusetts hereby offers its sincere congratulations to, and we will read those up, in recognition of being honored with the Janet Cragen Youth Art Award for Excellence in Band. The entire citizenry extends its very best wishes to the memorial occasion and exp expresses the hope for continued good fortune. Given this fifth day of June, 2023, by Stephen DiNatale, Mayor Fitchburg. All right, so first up from Long Joe is William Barner. Um, 
I just wanted to like acknowledge and thank a lot of people who brought me here, like my family and the educators and like the school system, such as my band teachers who like have made all this possible and like got me into this and like who are also helping other kids because I really think it's a great program and just the entire way that this city cares about arts is shown so deeply and I think it's really beautiful. So and at the end, if we can have all of our students come to the center and we'll do a photograph with um, our, our superintendent and with Mr. Stevens, I think that would be great for all of our families. Well done, Liam. Well done. Also from Long Joe, we have Guillermo, Guillermo Escobar Pujol. Did you want to speak? No? Or would you like to show your art? Would you? All right, can you show some of your art, please? Well, do you want to? Oh, here. Go ahead. Hold it up. Yeah. Nice. It looks nice and colorful. Here, follow me. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Turn it this way. Keep walking, but you can turn it, then keep yeah, walking. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, don't go so fast. <laughs> nice. nice. It's too yeah. good. Beautiful. Yeah. Well done. I can do the next one. All right, I'd like to ask Atara Bunwe to come to the center podium, please. Eighth grade at Long Joe, Barbara Gonzalez Lopez. As well. Do you want to say words? Look at that. You don't have to do that. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, wow. Please. That's beautiful, Barbara. Oh, beautiful. Oh, nice. Wow. Amazing. Thank you. Beautiful. Memorial, sixth grade, Adriana Benson. Um, usually I don't do anything this exciting, and I never have, but here I am. Um, I want to thank all of my teachers and my family for this, honestly. Um, I used to go to a very good school with a very good principal and I loved it. Now I'm going to a different school and I hope to pursue my arts within that school. Nice. Nice job. 
All right, and um, before we do our final winner, I would also like to acknowledge um, other students uh, who were awarded the Janet Cragen Youth Arts Award from Longshow, Dax Richard and Lila Perez, and then also from Memorial, um, uh, Yiriani Polanco Aguilera, who I don't believe is here, uh, Cassie LeBlanc, Nuria Afero, and then from Sizer School, Jamira Beltran, Gavin Gercio, Trent Rizel, Ariel Alden, uh, Pierce Chaos Burgess, uh, Nalise Tejera Cruz, and we will be getting their certificates to those students at their um, at, at their um, at their school. Also, Liliana Peterson from Memorial Middle School. So not everyone could come, but we are very glad that they are honored in this way. And now we'd like to invite uh, Kyrie McManus. Would you come and uh, please say a few words if you'd like? Just one note, uh, all the students who received a certificate and award, they were asked to say why art matters to them. And we, ha we had a collection of excellent quotes. And what I think is really valuable is that, especially after a very difficult year, I noticed there was a pattern of a lot of these students sharing how art has helped them with their mental health, but also connect them to family and connect them to to expressing themselves in a way they felt a little powerless, and this empowered them. So we're, I'm very grateful to Fitchburg Public Schools for giving our young people this outlet and this creative form of expression, but also because we are building toward a creative economy, you're creating the audience and the workers that are gonna be the future of Fitchburg, so thank you. Alrighty, I'm going to ask uh, our young winners to come forward again so we can get a group photograph. And this is important because we'll all put it on our social media, even though you guys are doing social media that's far in advance of ours. So we'll ask um, Mr. Stevens, we can. Uh, oh, yes. excellent. So you need Congratulations. To Good job. Say Next, we have an out-of-state field trip, Mr. Jokola. Okay, great. Thank you, Mr. Stevens. So the first field trip is to Drumlin Farms in, um, in New Hampshire. Uh, that'll happen on July 12th and 13th. We'll have uh, 75 students attending each day. And then the second uh, field trip is to Ansem, A Taste of Haiti, which is a, uh, a restaurant uh, where students are studying the um, studying French three class, including Haiti. And um, those are the two out-of-state field trips requiring the school committee to vote on tonight as action items. What's the second date? 
The second date is on June 9th, Friday, this Friday. Okay. Of June 9th. And the last item under the superintendent's report before we get to the budget is uh, Leominster Credit Union is uh, reopening or a branch at Fitchburg High School. We had had a branch at Fitchburg High School operated by, I believe it was uh, Webster, Webster First Credit Union. And that credit union had been vacant for, well, at least a couple years. Correct, yeah, Mr. Rochin? This would be the second year. Yeah. So I'll just... Any, yeah, any other so, so there was an open invitation to, for any bank branch to submit a request for uh, proposals. Lemonster Credit Union was uh, the bank that did, and they pr presented an amazing proposal. Their, their goal is to um, open a full-service bank branch uh, at Fitchburg High. It'll be their third that's located in the school. They've had two... Um, operating for approximately up to 30 years at both Wachusett Regional High School and Clinton High. Um, what they will offer in addition to that is coursework um, and paid internships to students who complete courses in um, Banking 1, Banking 2. The courses have great modules on financial literacy, on developing budgets, on how to develop positive credit, about learning how to apply for loans, you know, a variety of things. The Banking 2 class will be more about what it's like working in a bank and the procedures around that. And then if students continue on, uh, they would have the, the opportunity to be internship interns at the school site or even at one of the other Lemonster Credit Union sites. So they're really excited. I know that Barbara Mahoney um, is one of the liaisons that we've worked with mostly. The city has fully approved it. Again, we did do it uh, a fully open process, any bank could have pursued this, but we feel pretty strongly that Lemonster Credit Union will have uh, an, a, a really strong impact on the culture of the school, and it would be good to have a, a bank branch open again. And they are set to open in September. Uh, Mr. Roach, uh, you might explain that uh, there is, it's actually set up as a bank. When the school was built, yep. uh, it was, uh, I was chairman of the board of the Fitchburg Municipal Employees Credit Union, and uh, we set that up for Fitchburg employees and students. And there's actually a setup with a teller and a bank right at the school. Rosemary? And an ATM. And an well. ATM. Yeah. Yes, uh, I was, you piqued my interest when you said they're actually going to participate in, in teaching the uh, students how to. Yes. They've been do, they have been doing that. Mm -hmm. Lemonster Credit Union has offered uh, their, their financial literacy course to students at Fitchburg High for several years now. This will expand the offerings to include, you know, how to work in a bank. Uh, that's nice. the Banking 2 nice. class. So, yeah, they've really, um, they've been a, a, a strong addition to, to the curriculum for the past few years. So just, I think, on their end, the city has fully approved us, the mayor's office, the solicitor, um, but they need just an approval from the school, school committee on Lemonster Credit Union's end, too. Banks do have to apply to the division of banks for a full charter, essentially. They have obtained that, but, you know, in the process of obtaining all the checks and we've followed all the steps, one is 
an official approval from the local school committee. So that's part of what this is as well. We have a substantial number of students at Fitchburg High School who do work. Uh, they will be able to join Columbus the Credit Union. They will be able to have direct deposit, uh, be able to withdraw their funds right at school, yep. have their paycheck, you know, direct deposit. Will it, will it only apply to students or can teachers? Or teachers also. Teachers for sure. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, really anyone that has a Lemons of Credit Union account um, will be able to. Now, the school is, is not necessarily open to the public during the hours of the day, um, but certainly it'll be a, a service to, to, to students and teachers and faculty members. And after hours, if there's events going on, you know, there could be some time for that. It's actually a benefit for staff at the high school. Uh, they can make an appointment uh, for the mm -hmm. prep period, whatever they can, mm -hmm. uh, or after school, you can go in for a mortgage or loan or whatever. You know, it's a full, be a full service bank right at the high school. Yeah. And uh, staff and students will be able to take advantage of it. For sure. Yeah. Any further questions? Yeah. No, this yeah. is great, great news, yeah. great work. We're, we're happy about it for yeah. sure. Thank you. Uh, budget items. Second final reading of the FY24 budget, Mr. Mr. Roach. I'll we have, yeah. open it up yep. here on the Zoom. Mr. Roach is going to get the presentation going. So tonight is the second and final reading of the FY24 budget. So what we have tonight is really a highlight of the, uh, the budget book that, that you received uh, both in hard copy and digitally uh, regarding the not only the district spending, how we are part of the city's budget, uh, then also the individual school budgets. So tonight's presentation is really just a, a high-level consolidation of that. So just starting off, oh, starting oh, off go back. that's okay, yeah. So really just uh, our theory of action uh, that we've talked about repeatedly over the last few years in regards to our strategic plan. Uh, for Fitchburg Public Schools to be successful, it's real partnership between staff, families, and community partners working together to remove barriers to personal growth and achievement. And if we're able to do that, then all our students will be ready to learn and access high-quality core instruction and social-emotional supports. Just looking ahead uh, to one of the, the major impacts uh, of the next year's budget, this is the third year of the Student Opportunity Act. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, in a future slide. Uh, we're adding 51 staff members uh, in the, well, we added 51 last year. We have another 23 uh, this year. Actually, this, that's repetitive. 51 this year, 21, 23 last year. Um, and this is, again, all aligned with the Student Opportunity Act. We've had to uh, submit goals to the Department of Ed uh, the thrust and intent of the Student Opportunity Act is to narrow, eliminate gaps, and improve student outcomes for students in gateway communities. Uh, Fitchburg is one of 20 communities across the state that are benefiting from the Student Opportunity Act. Uh, just at a high level, the total school budget, the net school spending amount of about $96 million, represents just under 61% of the city's budget. Uh, a big portion of that 96 million is Chapter 70 funds that are uh, specifically targeted to public education in Fitchburg. 
So again, looking ahead, uh, right now we have about 20 open positions. We have additional staffing requirements for next year. Uh, we're looking to keep the capital expenditures at a half a million, and that amount is being supplemented with funding from ESSER, which is the federal stimulus amount uh, post-COVID. Uh, there were actually three blocks of ESSER. Uh, we're, we have remaining funds in the ESSER 2 and ESSER 3, and the deadline to obligate those funds uh, or encumber in uh, school finance terms is next September, September 30th of 2024. Uh, one thing that we've been trying to do for years is uh, include the instructional supplies in, in, in the what we call the general fund budget versus the school choice budget, and what was also funded by ESSERS 1 and 2. Okay, so as you look at your uh, budget book that you received last week, uh, again, topping out at about 142 pages, uh, you know, starting with my letter to the, the community that gives a high-level summary. Uh, all our, our, the whole budget is based on our strategic plan, our mission and core values, the commitments. Um, again, giving some background to, to the readers about the, the city profile, the district profile. And then we get into what this year's budget entails. Uh, grants are not included as part of the budget that the school committee is approving tonight. Uh, grants, largely federal entitlement grants, uh, are provided in the summertime, the exact dollar amounts, uh, Title I, Title II, Title IIA, Title III funding. Uh, then, again, we get into really the details by departments and schools uh, from page 53 through uh, 130. Uh, we devote a good portion of the budget to capital. Uh, with the ESSER funding, we have several projects uh, in process across the district. We have an owner's project manager helping us uh, try to best allocate the funding that we have available under those buckets uh, to, to items that will enhance the uh, physical environment across the district. And then lastly, we just have uh, the line item budget here. We're not going through all 142 no. pages either. <laughs> we can uh, see what we already cleared the room. <laughs> yeah. We say budget pretty and quick. they run. Yeah. Pretty quick. Yeah. So uh, again, the uh, every year the the budget has a cover page uh, that really just summarizes the the intent, the history of the budget. Again, we're in year three of the Student Opportunity Act. There are three additional years um, remaining after FY24. We're hopeful that the, the Commonwealth can uh, live up to its, its obligation um, in spirit and uh, in funding for those future years to help narrow the, the achievement caps, uh, improve outcomes, and also provide opportunities uh, for our students. In this, this uh, slide, I think we've presented it, uh, the most recent meeting, um, just a little bit of a background on the city of Fitchburg for, for those who are maybe watching on Zoom and who aren't familiar with Fitchburg. But again, our budget is uh, part of the $159 million budget that the city uh, council will be approving, I think, maybe t tomorrow night. Um, again, the direct net school spending portion of that budget is about 61% of that $159 million. I'll uh, turn the mic over to Mr. Thompson here for the uh, SOA 
Update. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Superintendent Jokola. So um, we've been talking about the SOA, the Student Opportunity Act, with you for several years now. Um, and I just wanted to uh, review the three areas of focus that Fitchburg's Student Opportunity Act um, really focuses on where the money is going for our students. And one of the things I want to specify, this is for our students. It's for our students and to make sure they get the results and outcomes and opportunities that they deserve. So the first one is supporting educators to implement high quality aligned curriculum. So we're making sure that our teachers have the tools, the most evidence-based uh, tools to do their jobs, uh, whether it's a certain curriculum or if it's uh, books in, uh, for our students or technology. So we're making sure that our teachers have the resources and um, materials they need to do the job um, and that they're evidence-based and they're updated. The second one is the inclusion co-teaching for students in, um, with disabilities and English language learners. We're finishing up our second year uh, of our co-teaching initiative. Um, our teachers have had uh, training um, in the co-teaching initiative in addition to be given uh, feedback on the co-teaching initiative. Uh, one of the things here um, that you'll be able to see in the budget book is that we've um, added several special education in um, e ESL teachers over the last several years uh, with the Student Opportunity Act funds to support our special education uh, students in addition to our ESL st uh, students. Um, and the last piece is expanding capacity to address the social-emotional learning, the SEL, and mental health needs of our students and families. Um, that initiative is very important to um, our staff in addition to our families in Fitchburg. Um, this initiative has allowed us to look at different social emotional learning um, opportunities and services for our students. Um, in addition to hiring several clinical interventionists over the last several years, um, I think we've added how many in the last couple of years, Bub? Is it over 14, I think, yeah, I was right? Say at, least, at least a dozen. At least a dozen uh, to support. Um, our students in their needs, uh, especially after COVID. Uh, and, and that's not just been done at the high school, it's been done at all levels, K to 12 in Fitchburg Public Schools. Um, and lastly, uh, the feedback that we've received from our, our families and our students um, has really guided us into making sure that these three are, are evidence-based practices and we're supporting uh, students' learning. Um, so we've got a lot of um, feedback from our, our community around safety topics, engage in programming, financial literacy, real-world options, communication strategies to really um, build awareness of our programs and services, and then, like I said, increasing staffing and attracting strong candidates, and again, extracurricular opportunities, making sure we have those opportunities um, that our students need to be successful. So, thank you. So this, this uh, slide we have updated a little bit from the last one. The budget is fully balanced in terms of our net school spending amount after the, the indirect costs for transportation, insurance, retirement, those types of things uh, come out of the 96 million. The total salary projection is 58,669,432. What that is is a combination of both 2% increase across the board for the various units, that's teachers, that's paraprofessionals, uh, clerical, et cetera. In addition to those columns and steps, when people are here for more time, they might 
increase their salary by becoming more experienced from step four to step five, for example, would be a differential potentially of five or six percent, depending upon the contract itself that they're working from, whether that's teachers, paras, or others, as I said. And then open positions. So open positions, I know, is a topic we have discussed, but it's certainly a challenge in, in every district right now is finding uh, teachers or paraprofessionals or others who are dedicated and committed to, to the type of work that we're doing. So those positions are budgeted, but they aren't necessarily expended. But then when you have to create your budget again, you do have to factor them in because they are positions. So for example, 20 teaching positions might be $1.4 million that, that has not necessarily been spent, but certainly is budgeted as we know we need these positions. So. As, as the slide that Mr. Thompson mentioned as one of the, the areas that the parents and the, and the students and the teachers in their surveys about Student Opportunity Act had said, it's attracting and retaining your staff, whether they're teachers, paras, clerical, custodians, administrators, whatever it is, trying to get the best, but also maintain and keep them here doing the work that we know we need to be done, that needs to be done. Expense projections include things like transportation costs for sure, but instructional supplies. We're excited to bring instructional supplies into the general budget, the city budget. It has typically been from the ESSER funds recently or school choice funds, but we wanna, we wanna make sure that it's in the general funds and Student Opportunity Act has allowed us to do that. We will see an increase in substitute teacher expenses. Um, again, sometimes that's a combination of the open positions or just absentees, but but that's something that we are uh, adding to in the, in the upcoming year as well as just the regular rollover and costs that would happen. So you can see some of those, um, those increases that I think are on the next slide without knowing it exactly um, in terms of the, the positions that, that we are moving forward for next year, 51.4, as Superintendent Jokula said, and that would get us to that 79,864,000, 79 million. And I believe, yeah, that's this one. Okay, so um, getting into the, the nitty gritty or some of the details here, uh, this, this slide really summarizes the new positions across the district. Uh, we shared this with you all last time, uh, but just in summary, uh, Fitchburg High School, we're looking at 3.4 positions, uh, literacy reading specialist, uh, a choral person to help with our fine arts, our arts as we were talking about earlier, how important it is, and uh, one English second language teacher. Uh, at Goodrich Academy, we're looking at adding a English second language teacher and a dean of students. Uh, at Longshow Middle School, we're looking at adding six positions, uh, a, a literacy reading intervention person, a math intervention person, one English as second language person, one clinical intervention person, Another assistant principal, as Longstore right now uh, is one of the two schools that are working with the statewide system of support. Uh, we wanna make sure that that school has enough resources to uh, be successful and, and stop working with the statewide system of support team. And then one uh, paraprofessional for security para at Longstore. Uh, over at Memorial, our, our other middle school, we're looking at adding two math interventionists, one English second language, instructor and one clinical interventionist. Uh, moving on to the elementary school cohort of schools, um, math interventionist, 
one second grade teacher, an additional second grade teacher, an additional fifth grade teacher, uh, an additional English second language teacher, and one clinical interventionist. Uh, over at McKay, we're looking at adding three math interventionists, two English as second language teacher, one special education teacher, and one guidance counselor. Uh, McKay is our, our largest elementary school um, in, in the city now. Uh, Rheingold uh, rounds out the, the pure elementary schools, grades one through five. Uh, again, similar to the two others, looking at adding three math interventionists, one literacy reading interventionist, one English second language teacher, and one clinical interventionist. So I, again, just before uh, wrapping up with the Early Learning Center and some district-wide positions, there's, there's a consistency amongst the uh, elementary and middle, uh, really adding additional teaching resources in terms of literacy, math, uh, English second language teachers, and also clinical support uh, to help us um, recover from you know, some of the learning loss uh, associated with the last few years and get our students back on track and also help narrow the gaps as uh, called for under the Student Opportunity Act. Getting back to the uh, South Street Early Learning Center, uh, we're looking at adding an administrator of uh, early childhood. This is a, a unit B position, which would be, uh, I'll say, similar in terms of being like an assistant principal uh, to the principal, but really having a focus on the, on the pre-K uh, group of students. Uh, an additional special education position, two literacy reading interventionists, uh, two additional staff members for the Pathways program, which is one of our special education programs, and one crossing guard. Uh, South Street is a, is a busy school. Uh, lastly, at the um, administrative or central office uh, level, we're looking at adding uh, an administrator of social emotional learning to RBTs to help uh, with the emotional uh, assessment of our, our students, BCBA, um, an additional uh, STEM person, STEM coach for K through eight, uh, clerical, one for school building maintenance and one for enrollment, and uh, two uh, IT pairs. We're expanding our network um, and constantly upgrading it. We have Chromebooks and laptops throughout the district. Um, there's a lot of technology that we've been able to successfully implement and distribute over the last several years, even before COVID. Um, an HR specialist, right now we have really one person, one director handling the needs of a district for 5,500 students. Uh, given the amount of hiring that we've made over the last couple of years, the summer programming, um, just the, the turnover, the normal turnover, uh, we need additional uh, resources and ex expertise there. And lastly, an athletic trainer to uh, assist our athletic director. So all told, we're looking at 38, uh, almost 38 and a half teachers support, uh, four administrators, six paraprofessionals, two clerical and one other for a total of uh, about $3.7 million. Okay, and this, uh, this slide is really just another uh, way to kind of categorize the staffing that we're talking about adding. Uh, again, 30, 30 teachers, 30.4 teachers, uh, 20 of them going to the elementary school, six to the middle school, and about four and a half to uh, the high school. Uh, again, the clinical, social-emotional learning support. Uh, we wanna make sure our students are ready to learn. 
when they come to school and, and meet their needs. Um, again, as, as I think all, many school districts across the country um, were no exception, uh, there's a lot of mental health needs that existed pre-COVID, uh, and we want to make sure that we have the appropriate staff to address uh, student needs uh, you know, at where we're at today and, and going forward. So we're looking at four, an additional four clinical interventionists, one guidance counselor, one BCBA, uh, one RBT, and one dean of students. Uh, lastly, just from the coaching support uh, level, we're just adding one person there that's a uh, unit A, a teaching position. And then uh, for administrators, um, again, just another way of looking at the, the new positions here, uh, administrator of social emotional learning, administrator of the early childhood, which would be at the uh, South Street Early Learning Center, an assistant principal at Long's Joe to help the Long's Joe uh, team continue their path uh, you know, out of deal working with the statewide system of support and a human resources specialist to help uh, meet all the HR hiring needs and, and paperwork requirements that we have. Um, lastly, again, just the uh, math and literacy reading interventionists. We're looking at 15 teacher requests across all grade levels, uh, eight additional English second language uh, teaching positions across grade levels and four additional uh, special education um, people across our grade levels. Okay, so this is where I'll, I'll turn the microphone back to Mr. Roach and here's just... Uh, well, I uh, just I? had a comment okay, to make. Okay, go ahead, yep. You have very good eyesight. <laughs> I'm amazed. Thank you. <laughs> I've seen the presentation once or twice, so maybe it's it's recall versus eyesight. Yeah, I think. Yes. Um, the second evidence-based initiative, where we are spending the the SOA monies, you mentioned that you are planning to hire two math interventionist at Memorial, mm -hmm. but one at Longsville. I mean, I've, I've been doing practicum and, and different observation at both schools, and mm -hmm. I remember when I got to Memorial, there were, with me, there were four adults in the classroom with mm -hmm. 22, 23 students, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But when I went to Longsville, it was only the, the content area teacher and myself. So my question is, did we get to hire um, uh, more interventionists at Memor I mean, at Long's Joe? I can answer that. Because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very Go concerned about improving uh, the working condition for the teachers. Yep, so that's a great like question. This, this uh, profession, and you know, teachers are just overlooked so much, and I just want to make sure that we are not overlooking. Yep, so that's a great question, Dr. Knight. Thank you for that. Um, so they already had interventionists there. So what we're doing is we're evening it out at um, both schools. So right now, with the additional interventionists for these schools, both uh, Memorial and Longsville will have three literacy interventionists and three math interventionists. So they'll have the equal amount at both schools. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Thank you. Great question. Thank you. Sir. Thank you. Yep. Just looking out for okay. our students. They deserve no, the best. No, yeah, I think in, in the majority of the budget book really is focused on the schools. Um, one of the things that we thought about in developing it this year was trying to make sure that the way that our budget tells the story of 
how we're investing in the schools, and really that's what it's about. So, so the vast majority of the budget book is centered on the school pages. So this is just one example. I, Crocker is not chosen for any particular reason other than um, it's just an example of, of one of the eight sites. So the way it's set up is the schools presented some of their highlights from the school year in addition to the specific areas that they focus on, whether it's a school-wide instructional focus uh, statement or their overall mission values and, and, and the way they connect that to, to the district values. Um, they, they typically put in some inserted, some examples of things that they had uh, been working on over the course of the year, for example, the implementation of the Eureka II math curriculum and they focus a great deal on, on uh, what's referred to as a positivity project, which is kind of a unifying strategy around the culture of the school and, and how, how they treat each other there. And so there's some nice photos of different activities that happen at Crocker over the course of the year, and each school has this. Um, and there's just a continuation, including, of course, at the top, the groundbreaking ceremony for the new Crocker Elementary School. Um, there's then a demographic slide for each school that, that provides the information about the number of students in each grade, the student-to-teacher ratio, the demographics of the students that are part of the school, and you can see that in addition to what the, the, what the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education refer to as selected populations, which would be how many students are in your ESL program, how many are low income, and, and a few other factors there. So that's in every school uh, page as well. The, the, the next page uh, for each school site would include the existing staffing along with what is proposed for new staffing to add to the existing staffing to help them achieve the goal and, and achieve the mission of the district in the city of Fitchburg. There's then a slide at each site about some initiatives with respect to improvements to the facilities or other things that might be happening with capital improvements. The big one really, as we know, at, at Crocker, of course, is the new site, which is about a month and a half into uh, construction, a lot of site, site uh, construction happening there, uh, although the modulars were removed last week. Um, in addition to, they will have a new phone system. We will add the phone system there, and we did fix the roof um, about uh, two weeks ago. So the roof on the south side of the building. What's that? It was finished two weeks ago? It was finished just about two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, because they did a site visit on it the other day, and we are calling them back to double-check on a few things, but yeah. um, it was leaking really badly on the south building. That's the lowest building if you're facing Crocker and right. looking at it. It's the far right. Um, so we're trying not to pour a lot of investment into that particular building, but right. in some cases you need to do that. It's one of the cheapest roof repairs we've had in quite some time. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Roofs are usually <laughs> yeah. much True. higher than that. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. The lifespan is short. It's the is what it is. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. At first I was like, why are we fixing this? But now that I think about it, that's pretty inexpensive. It was pretty unbearable. Yeah, you know, I, understand, and, uh, I understand. You know, for two years they are going to be in, in classes. And, right. And that's a, a large part close. of their building, honestly, that second floor of those south side. Yeah. Um, and then each site has their line item rollover uh, budget as well, which shows you line by line by line, and you'll see that 
instructional supplies were added in. You can take a look at the different things. One thing uh, for consider considerations is uh, the FY24 includes the rollover. It includes those open positions that you know had maybe not been found during the year, but are then in, in um, added into the FY24 budget. We did take all of our positions out of the elementary. Um, or the emergency uh, school relief, the ESSER funds, so they're now in general funds, so that's reflected in some of the increases that you would see there as well. Um, and ultimately, you know, every, every site has the line items at the end of it, and at the very end of the budget book is, is anything that would not be a school site, so the central office, the school building maintenance team, special ed, some of the other big departments like that. And then I'll kick it back over to Superintendent Jarkula. So again, just a, another way of looking at what we presented <coughs> earlier. Um, again, the new positions um, totaling about $3.6 million. Um, again, the, the average that we used for a teacher was about 76.5. Uh, again, moving staffing out of grants, uh, the ESSER funding. Uh, into the city funding, that's three quarters of a million dollars. Uh, so that's, again, we want to make sure that these positions are sustainable going forward. Um, and next year, just uh, we begin contract negotiations uh, with all units for uh, contracts beginning July 1 of 2024. Uh, the rollover, current contract through obligations, uh, it's up about $2.1 million. Uh, for all unions, non-union positions. Um, again, looking at uh, moving some of the 190-day clerical to 260-day. Uh, this is where my eyesight is not as good as it used to be. Maybe it's the color <laughs> uh, schema here, Ms. Roach, if I'm off. Uh, I'm go red and yeah, gray. Red it's and gray. I, I, I love it. I love it. It's just uh, maybe my eyes just can't acclimate to that. Uh, and the open positions tracking will be, uh, you know, for, for next year focus for next year. Uh, the instructional supplies, again, bringing that into the, as we call it, the city budget or the net school spending foundation budget. It has a few different names, depending on who you speak to. Uh, a little less than a half million dollars. Again, trying to put that in, in the regular budget, make sure that's sustainable. Um, transportation, uh, that's an indirect cost. That's a, that's a city chargeback, so that's, a, that's an expense that is not part of the net school spending or foundation budget, but one that the city has uh, historically paid for uh, and that it'll increase by about 600,000 for next year. Um, we're waiting to see what the impact of the uh, special education uh, transportation contract van pool will be, but we think we have uh, sufficient funds allocated for uh, any potential increase there. Uh, the op operational services division um, increased to special education out of district tuitions. Um, these schools were allowed to have a 14% increase by the state uh, operation services division, uh, but as part of the, the budget that was passed by the, by the state, uh, there'll be about 12% reimbursement of that 14% cost increase. So really the, the net should be about a 2% increase uh, but we do have, uh, you know, more students who, whose needs may be uh, better met outside our schools than within our schools. Uh, lastly, uh, spoke about just this capital budget item of half a million. 
that's in the in the net school spending foundation budget really the lion's share of capital improvements upgrades are coming through the ESSER funding and I think that is the yeah. last slide sure. here uh, and I would refer you to the hundred I think it's 143 pages of the budget book we uh, always try to have a little bit different layout to try to make it a little bit uh, easier for uh, anybody to read and go through um, a lot of numbers but again I think it really uh, tells the story of what we're trying to do strategic strategically based on our values our commitments uh, the Student Opportunity Act uh, again it's not it's not just academics it's it's uh, it's mental health it's uh, it's providing our students experiences you know we have students this week going to the Wu Sox they're going to go see Cirque du Soleil uh, a couple months ago they went to Hadestown we're providing core experiences above and beyond uh, you know the reading writing and arithmetic that uh, we have to do to prepare our students but there's more to life uh, and as we just heard earlier arts are a big component of having a fulfilling life so that is that concludes the presentation and I don't know if there are any additional questions questions I, I just did a, a general question not specific to this but I recall that for so many years we were uh, trying to get the attention of Boston to give us more money because our students required more money they mm -hmm. were going yep. to the wealthy wealthier. Mm -hmm. And has that leveled out some? Has yep. that lessened? That well, well that's, yeah, that's, that's, part, yeah, that's part of the, the Student Opportunity Act. Between this year, uh, which is ending, you know, this fiscal year ends in, you know, little, about four weeks, right? Uh, and next year, our funding is increasing over $14 million. So, so um, we're happy. We are happy. Yeah. We're happy because yeah. one of the yeah. things that we weren't able to do for many years is, um, have enough staff to meet our students' needs. Right, right. So um, we did. We had a very lean, almost almost non-existent infrastructure. Uh, again, schools did not have the staffing that they needed to meet the needs. And again, between really going back two years, this current year and next year, now we're getting to the point where we have the positions to meet the need. Now the challenge is going to be in this uh, environment with uh, shortage of teachers nationally in central mass Massachusetts is getting those teachers mm -hmm. in addition also paraprofessionals clerical custodians I mean it, it's it's everybody so um, yeah Bob do you remember offhand what we discussed it the other day was the per pupil expenditure we went from somewhere around oh yeah yeah it's gone from uh, I think when I started in 2010 it was under ten thousand dollars and now i think it's at seventeen thousand so again there's there is inflation uh but you know there were many years where again just saying you know you could look at two or three percent but i think if you looked at really uh just over the last couple of years that funding really with the soa has really taken that hockey stick i don't know where the camera is but the <laughs> hockey stick up and to the right Mm -hmm. uh, so that's really had an effect, you know, the last two years and, and, and next year. So that's yeah, the that's expenditure really yeah. almost doubled. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, and, I, and I think even despite what's happened the last 
few years um, nationally. Without those additional resources, uh, you know, we would not have been able to uh, have three schools move out of the bottom 10%. It's that simple. Without resources, we couldn't have people and, and put in professional development across the district, which is continual. Um, you know, we're in, a, we're in a different, we're in a different world. Public education yeah. has changed considerably over the last five years and probably over the next five years will we'll continue to change. I happened to attend a uh, Chamber of Commerce event Friday where the president of Mount Wachusett uh, Community College spoke and he said, if you're addressing problems like you did five years ago, you're out of business. Uh, and clearly, given our, our student demographics, it really is uh, an imperative to make sure all our students uh, in Fitchburg get that best uh, best education possible, possible. And now we have at least the resources, and hopefully we'll be able to find the people to help us uh, meet, the, meet, meet that goal. Here, here. Yeah, I don't have many comments. Um, I've been sick the last five days, so I wish I had more time to really dig into the granular details of this. But, you know, when we had access to it at the first reading, um, you know, I'll just echo what I said then, which is I really think this budget, you know, there's a lot of parallels. I really think this reflects the needs of the district, and it's the needs that we've been talking about for the last five years. And each year's strategic plan, you know, we identified personnel and staffing as one of the key, key issues. And we have not had much room to do anything about it. So now we've had the funding, I really think, you know, this was the place for investment, you know, Crocker, like the big investments like that, that really matters. And I think going forward as a school board, you know, our participation in this budget for the next year needs to be, you know, metrics of success. And I think one of the biggest ones is retention. If the biggest focus of this budget is investing in personnel and getting us the staff that we need to give the students to meet their demands, um, you know, I really think a metric that we need to have is, is retention for the staff that we do hire, um, integrating our, our hiring process to be as inclusive and diverse as possible, bringing the most talented folks, um, and again, enhancing the pipelines that we've already set up from paraprofessionals to teachers and so on to keep the staff that we have growing and, and to keep them here, you know, happy and, and paid well. Um, so I think this is a great budget and I think it reflects the needs of the district right now. Um, and just a thank you to the city and to the mayor's office um, for contributing their piece of this pie. Um, every year it gets bigger, but I think the level of increase from their share from the last few years has also gone up, just the level of increase. Um, so that was noted. I just wanted to you know, show some gratitude for that. I think, you know, what we spend on uh, training staff yeah. retention is very important. Yeah, it's got to be a focus. Dr. Knight. Another question, you know, about where this um, SOA uh, money has been going. Um, the last meeting we spoke about uh, uh, hiring the, the principal and, you know, there was a, uh, meetings at the school where faculty were able to meet the, um, the principals and so forth. I noticed the, um, the papers, uh, not the papers, but School Spring had a position for a principal posted again. And then I was like, oh, great, um, they're still, yeah, we're still looking for principal. But then the deadline was the date that this was posted. I don't know if someone made a mistake. It was that. a mistake. It was yeah. an, someone hit the wrong button that yeah. day. So yeah. did, did we, um, how was the, the search coming along? The, how was the? Well, the search for the principal at the high school. Is there any update? No, we, we, like, we hired a principal, John, Dr. John Braga. Oh, you already is hired the person. Yeah, okay. he'll be starting uh, 
well, July 1, and actually he will be in the district on June 26 when we have our end of year leadership meeting. What's his name? John Braga, B-R-A-G-A. B-R-A-G-N? A. B-R-A-G-A. Yep. All right. No further questions. Uh, are we here? Okay. Yep. Let's, um, yep. Just getting back to a couple donations we had. We had um, one donation for the uh, flowers and plants in front of the buildings from a uh, local bu building business, um, a little over $200. Then we had um, the Worcester Mission Area Society donate uh, 385 books for second and third graders. Um, those are the two donations that are listed as action items. Um, there are no policy items on the agenda. And um, with that, okay. I guess Mr. Stevens, I Thank you, Mr. action items stage. At this time, I'd like to uh, have a motion to suspend the rules to add an agenda item. Seconded. Mm -hmm. oh, did you, want, did you make the motion or did you ask for the motion? You made the motion? Yes. Seconded. All in favor? What are you adding? On Mr. Jokula's? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, the action item would be to waive the 120-day uh, requirement in the superintendent's contract to notify the school committee of his intentions to leave his position as superintendent of schools. I have a motion to accept. And make the motion to accept. Seconded. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Are you getting uh, the people, are they still in line? Are there people, is, is, I mean, is Jim, uh, is no, Jim Walsh still there or is anybody Walsh? there? Yeah. I don't see anyone else here. So. I guess the four of us. But you do have a quorum. Yeah. Uh, Actually, we, uh, we do have a quorum. Yeah. 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 You don't see them, do you, Our action items. Um, on one I, of them, I would like I, to. Well, I'll go through. I'll yeah, go through okay. one at a time. Okay, and, uh, thank you. Okay, yeah. Bye. Uh, action item uh, twenty-three two sixty-eight: approve the superintendent's recommendation to allow the first and second grade students to attend a day trip to Drummond Farm in New Hampshire on July twelfth and thirteenth, twenty twenty-three. Move to accept. Seconded. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Twenty-three two sixty-nine. Approve the superintendent's recommendation to allow the 10th and 11th grade Fitchburg High School students to attend a day trip to Ansem, a taste of Haiti, restaurant in Milford, New Hampshire, on June 9, 2023. So moved. To Second. Accept. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Approve the donation of 385 diverse books for second and third graders from Worcester Mission Area Society. This is what I would like to question. All right, let's. I'd like to delay that because, yeah. so I could uh, yeah, examine that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because you what? Because I you would like to like to know what the books are. Like want to, to examine the books? Yeah. Okay. Why would that be? Educational purposes. That's vague. You want to vet the books? Excuse me, dear. Oh, uh, uh, I, I just want to know. Please don't have interpersonal conversation with me. Have general conversation. Yeah. That, yeah. You, this is the general. Yeah. Uh, do we have a motion to? Accept the books. And, and I've asked that it be delayed for until our next meeting. Well, so and motion that we, can, that we accept the books as it is. Okay. 
and then we can still have discussion. Do we have a second on the motion? I'm not going to advocate no. for vetting books or okay. librarians uh, and students can vet books. No, any discussion on the discussion on the books? Doc, uh, Mrs. Reynolds would like to examine the books. There is no second. Tonight, do you have no, any no second. I'll no second. Motion. Uh, motion does not carry. Twenty-two twenty-three, uh, twenty-three two seventy-one. Approve the donate of three hundred eighty-five diverse books for second and third graders from Worcester Mission Society. Uh, I think that was an. Uh, it's, it's, it's a type radius. It's a type. Oh, oh, yeah. it's, it's the same type, one. The same oh, okay. As a duplicate. Yeah. 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 But did approve the don't? Did, uh, did people? Did the committee vote on it? We we. We, it, we it did not carry. Didn't carry. It okay. did not. I think it's that diverse. It didn't word. get voted. It's it's tabled. Basically, just, tabled. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to be clear. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-three two seventy-two. Approve the donation of flowers and plants for the front of the building from local businesses and student family. So move to accept. All in Second. favor? Aye. 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 23273, approve the superintendent's recommendation to allow the Lemister Credit Union to open a branch within Fitchburg High School. Move to accept that. So, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Approve the sec uh, 23274, approve the superintendent's recommendation to approve the FY24 school department direct spending budget of $79,864,000 as part of the net school spending budget of 96 million six hundred and seventy eight thousand four hundred and thirty dollars move to accept that seconded all in favor aye, aye. 23275 approve the school committee recommendation to nominate Pete Stevens to serve as school committee representative of the caps collaborative for 23-24 school year make a motion i'll make that motion we have a second second all in favor aye, aye. thanks Pete. Uh, there is no executive session at this time. Motion for adjournment. Motion to adjourn. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Amen.